Hello, listeners. Welcome to this episode of Public Service Psychology Now. I'm Dr. Tanisha Blue, and we are talking today with Dr. Ashley Battistini about her 2022-2023 presidential year initiatives. Welcome, Ashley. Tell us about some of the things you plan for us this year. Thanks so much for having me, Tanisha. We were talking off air about how we need to retitle this podcast to be public service psychology now with Tanisha Blue, because you're just doing such a great job with this podcast. And it's such a unique thing that I, that our division has and a, a unique way to get out what we're doing and, and reach people who are not just members of our division. So you've been doing such an excellent job with that. Thank um, you. Thank you for saying that. And I was, so, so listeners, I was telling Ashley, I said, that's, that's really nice. It's funny. Um, I, I'm just trying to I'm trying to get the word out, so I don't really see myself as the title holder, but I love that. Well, you, you're the on-air talent, as you said, I, and I, <laughs> think, I think that's right. So um, I'm really excited to be here. We, we also started talking about some of the things that we have you know, planned for the upcoming year, so I'll try to kind of touch on some of the things that we were talking about before mm-hmm. we started recording here, but um, I would say, first of all, I want to say that I'm super excited to be serving in this role. I've been a member of Division 18 for a really long time or what feels like a really long time since I was a grad school, um, grad student at Texas Tech. That was another thing Tanisha and I were bonding over is our uh, Texas Tech years in the psychology program there um, and some of our major influences in getting involved in the division, namely Bob Morgan. He gets yes. a lot of shout outs around yes. here. So yes. Um, so hopefully, you know, I've, I've got some of my own students involved in Division 18, just trying to continue the, the legacy there. Um, but it's just, I've been involved in this division for so long, and I'm involved in some other divisions as well. But this one's always been the one that I feel the most comfortable in. It's the, you know, as people say, the professional home. And I started out in the criminal justice section and um, I think had a lot of uh you know, success and and excitement being the chair of that section. And so I'm just really excited to be serving everyone as the president this year. And I hope that I can do some cool things in the one year that we have, um, which isn't a lot of time. Um, And uh, Tiffany did such an excellent job last year. Some of the big initiatives were um, having Psychology Week be recognized nationally and um, some of our other, you know, great milestones that Tiffany led. And I think she's going to, she's continuing to take on some of those things that, that didn't quite wrap up. Um, So we've got some of our ongoing initiatives that, you know, she had been working on and then hopefully some, some newer things and uh, some things that have come up even just in the last month or so since APA. So I think um, as far as my presidential initiatives, they, they kind of fall under, I've categorized them um, in two ways. One is to unify us a little bit more. So public service psychology, our, our division is so unique in a lot of ways um, because we have so many people connected to the division that work in these different settings. You know, we've got people working in jails and prisons and the VA and um, in tribal areas and uh, with police and in state hospitals. And, you know, so there's, there's kind of just ways in which we're all distinct, but there's these, there are these common threads among us. And um, sometimes it it feels like we are a little bit more 
siloed in some ways than we should be. And so I'd really like for us to um, kind of come together a little bit more and, and, and learn from each other. For example, there's a lot of you know, divisions or uh, sections rather and committees doing really great things. And um, it would be great if we could get some of those section and committee leaders together to share, you know, okay, well, in our section, we have, you know, a person who does this or has this role and, and another section might think, oh, that's really cool. We could use a person who does that for our section or, yeah. you know, we're having an event like this. Okay, well, you know, maybe we could, that's actually somewhat related to something that we're doing in our section. Maybe we could do um, that webinar or that event together. Um, so I'd really like to see us uh, function more like the network that I think we're supposed to be like. Um, and we, because we all share these, these interests in serving underserved individuals, we often serve people who are marginalized, you know, we play a really central role in addressing the healthcare crisis, mental health care crisis in the US. Um, I don't know if people um, tune into to John Oliver on HBO, but he had a episode a couple weeks ago where he highlighted all these mental health crises, especially in um, community mental health and, and hospitals and a lot of the areas that we work in. And I, I watched that segment and thought, you know, this is us, this is public service psychology, this is our role. So, um, you know, we have a lot of, like I said, common thread. We know how bureaucratic systems work. Um, you know, a lot of our, you know, sections, if you think about the populations in the setting, they're essentially like revolving doors of each other, like interlocking doors. You'll have somebody in, in a jail one week and then the next week, you know, they're in the psychiatric hospital. So we do have a lot of overlap um, and a lot of shared expertise and interest that I think um, we could do a little bit more to come together on. And then the second thing is I, I really would like to continue amplifying our division, not just within APA as a larger organization, but also in the public, right? Again, we're, we're public service psychologists and the public should be connected with us um, as well. And so I really wanna do things that are increasing the visibility of um, public service psychology, both in the eyes of, of the larger APA organization and in the communities that we that we serve. Um, so that's kind of the general categorization. And I think there's some overlap too there. I think the more we can unify, the more we can amplify as well. You know, one of those things, the, the unification piece, that is gonna be a tough, that's, that's a tough job. Um, what comes to mind to me is that everybody, the part of the reason why, people, why we're siloed is because we don't realize what it is about us that that unifies us aside from working in the public sector but i think your your point about us serving the similar populations is really that's a that's an excellent point the moment you said that i was thinking about the time just recently um i had a patient who was here at the va hospital got discharged from va hospital went to go to community mental health to get some some other services that were being for some reason and then and then is also houseless and so trying to use the va to get some to get housed there's there and there's so many different um and 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 that that veteran said to me he said you know i i, I do i have like a 
I have a state case manager and then I have a VA case manager and I have all these different, all of these different resources, for some from the state, some from a VA, some from other places, but all of these different people and they don't, and we don't even locally, obviously, um, we don't talk to each other, but look at how, how one person might be shuffle between all of those different places and what does that mean for how we as psychologists might want to work together how we might want to collaborate to and advocate for certain things mm -hmm. yeah i think we have a lot more shared interests and, and like you said we see a lot of the same people i remember speaking of our you know texas tech <laughs> lubbock connection mm -hmm. where we're Texas Tech is located. Mm -hmm. um, I remember doing a practicum where I was at the jail. Um, I don't remember what I was doing at the jail, but doing some kind of service at the jail and also doing some stuff in our um, community inpatient um, hospital. And I remember walking into the hospital one week and I saw an individual and I thought, gosh, that guy looks so familiar to me. Yeah. And I realized that he was in the like I said earlier, like he was in the jail, like a couple weeks before. <laughs> it's just like, we kind of end up seeing the same people or, you yeah. know, we, we, uh, working at probation there, there was a veterans court, you know, yep. where we saw veterans, yep. um, uh, Missy, Mississippi state, uh, prison, one of the prisons down there. Um, it's actually called central Mississippi correctional facility. They have a veterans unit on, in that prison wow. that, that receives funding from, uh, from the VA to, um, you know, kind of support programming and, and support other resources on that unit. So we just, you know, we just have so much more overlap, I think, than, than we might realize. And it's not to diminish our unique qualities or the unique expertise that we have in these different sections um, or across our committees. It's just to kind of plug us into each other a little bit more than we are currently. Um, so, uh, so some of, some of the initiatives are around that, for example, um, any section chairs out there might, um, th this would come as a surprise to them. Some of these things I have on my list of things to talk about at our first EC meeting. So, uh, so if you're listening, you'll hear more about this than, um, if you're part of the EC, but one of the thoughts I had was to have maybe like a, like a, a kind of tentatively labeled it as a sections chair summit. So just a meeting or a coffee hour or something with our section chairs to come together and A, meet each other. Cause I don't even know if some of our leadership really connects in that way uh, sometimes. And then, like I said, to learn more about what each section is doing and how they're um, trying to increase their membership. Or, you know, like I said, there might be some, some section that has a, a specific person who deals with their social media accounts or is focused on student recruitment or something like that, that some of our other sections might learn from. So, uh, so I'd really like to kind of do something like that um, with our section chairs and, and maybe some other committee chairs to be involved with that as well. Um, another thing that we were talking about off air before we started recording was um, something that I've been working on with our new student rep, Christine Pools, over the last couple of weeks is to try to figure out how we can inject student roles across our division, which I think will end up kind of unifying everybody because if there's a student involved in all these different facets of what we're doing in the division, they can connect with our division student rep 
and keep everybody up to date and informed about what's going on or what their needs are, or again, how we can better engage students who are either current members or maybe hopeful uh, members of the division. So, you know, for example, I, I think a lot of our sections do already have student reps, but we're going through um, and asking and making sure that um, if they don't have student reps, you know, do they want our help in soliciting some student reps to serve on their roles or are some of their student reps positions about to uh, roll over or, you know, who is their student rep, just so we can kind of get a tally of that. Uh, or there's some other areas where student reps might be really helpful, like our diversity committee, our policy and advocacy committee. Um, we talk, uh, talked about having a, a student membership liaison to work yeah. with Soraya, our current membership chair, maybe even a student to work with you on the podcast. Yes. Um, a student, I think we're going to have another student co-editor for our newsletter and just kind of create this web of student positions and, and um, you know, benefit the division, but also open up space for our students to get involved. I think sometimes students don't realize or don't um, have a good sense of where they fit in the division or what they can do or how they can contribute to the division. So I think there's about to be about six or seven student positions. Okay. Um, that we're going to end up soliciting for in hopefully the next couple of weeks as, as, as soon as I can compile um, all the needs and you know some brief descriptions about what we would expect students to do in those various roles. So if you're a student out there listening, um, make sure you can get on our that you're on our listserv and um, be on the lookout for that. It's going to be a uh, a collective application. So all the positions will be in one link and you can kind of go through and pick which ones um, you would like to be considered for. That's great. You know, one of the things that, that I hear people say often is they don't know exactly what they can do. And it's, and it <clears throat> this gives them an opportunity to do something that's more targeted, something better than just saying, okay, just, jo just come join us. So I like that idea. Yeah, I found that was really helpful um, with the CJ section. You know, we were starting to think like, well, what can we offer people? How can they get involved? And sometimes the best way is to create something for someone to be part of. You know, let's create a position for someone to do this. Or, um, you know, let's try to get our membership together. And, you know, one example uh, with the criminal justice section, and I, that's kind of the lens I'm coming from. Um, that's the section I have the most experience with, so some other sections might be doing similar things as well. Um, but we we created a student committee within CJ section, and so there's a, an elected chair now and a chair elect of that that committee, and you know a web a student who helps with the webinar series and a student who does the social media, and so there's kind of again this like web of students who have a role in different aspects of the section and and I really I liked how that worked for our section and and I think we could do a similar thing at the division level. That's great. That's great. So hopefully so if there's any students who are out there listening and you really want to get involved, now you know not only just that you can get involved but exactly how you can do that. And then one thing that you and I were talking about, you sort of alluded to it is that if for me, one of the reasons why I became so involved in, in APA, I joined APA in graduate school. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and when I joined APA in graduate school, 
I, I started doing, you know, going to, to APA. I was, I was in APAGS, went to all the APAGS events at convention and did all of those things. And a lot of it was because my professors, they all said, oh, you should, you should join APA. Um, and then really, really guided me to join certain divisions. These are the divisions. This is the division that we're part of because this is where we publish a lot of our, our research. Or this is the division that you might want to join if this is the area that you want to go work in. So I, I, I'm only saying that to say that I think that people who work in, in academic circles, you have and if you supervise students and you work with students, you have an opportunity to also play a role in getting them involved in the division. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so again, something I was telling you um, off air was, you know, just similar experience that I have here at um, the University of Memphis and that I had at Southern Miss, you know, I'd work with, I'd, you know, we're in a, I'm in a generalist program. So I'm not just working with students who have a CJ interest, but I'm working with students often who are going to the VAs or they're going to work in state um, hospitals or prisons or, you know, again, a lot of the settings that we are in or public service psychologists are in, you know, and I'll say to them, hey, have you, you need to look into Division 18, they've got a VA section and a lot of your training direction, directors might be involved in Division 18 mm -hmm. and, you know, that's where you might get a lot of um, resources to be able to network and they'd say, oh, I've never heard of that, I've I heard of Division 19, you know, and that might be a helpful division for them, but that's not really, you know, that's not really the audience of division 19 and we do we certainly do a lot of um collaborative um activities with with division 19 and, and other divisions within apa um you know but they don't it's they they haven't really thought about division 18 maybe because in our name we don't have va in it and so people don't always really um recognize what constitutes public service psychology, you know, and then you get them involved in that way. But, um, but we also don't want it to be like one, you know, there's one person and you know, we mentioned it with Bob Morgan before, and, you know, we both have had interactions with him and Femina and, mm -hmm. uh, and Tiffany and so many other students, but, mm -hmm. you know, it, we have to figure out a way to, this kind of goes with the amplification piece of yeah. things. You know, we have, we have to find a way to recruit and retain people and not just rely on, you know, a handful of, faculty who know about division 18. Uh, so, you know, and related to that, we um, one thing that was started under Tiffany's leadership were these recruitment and retention work groups that um, came from a membership survey that was sent out. And, and, you know, we asked people what they liked or didn't like, or what made um, working in public service psychology uh, difficult and, and what's rewarding about it. And we kind of boiled a lot of the things down to recruitment and retention issues. Um, so we created these work groups to try to deal with um, deal with those issues and try to Im increase not only recruitment to the division, but increase recruitment of psychologists to work in public service um, and then retain them once they're there or once they're members of our division. Um, and so those work groups have made some progress um, and we're continuing to think about ways that we can, you know, come up with recruitment materials and things like that. Um, actually, something I just had a meeting yesterday with uh, someone from the Applied Psychology Office in APA. They've they've been doing these uh, pretty cool, like hour-long videos of panelists who come and they talk about, um, you know, different 
career paths within a certain umbrella of psychology. So they have one now on uh, law and psychology. They did one on industrial organizational psychology, and we're going to do one on public service psychology. So they're going to help us record one of these videos. And we're kind of in the process now of, um, you know, seeing who among our membership would be good to serve on this panel because we, we want um, Again, some different types of career paths represented. Yeah. We want people with different backgrounds and um, people working in, in settings that represent our different sections. So I think that'll be a really cool recruitment tool, um, even to educate, you know, and the, the video, these videos are um, intended for audiences that don't know a lot about psychology in general. So for undergrads or graduate students who may not really, you know, know the full range of things that they can do with their doctorate or haven't quite decided where they want to land. Um, and I know that I've used the psychology and law one often, you know, I'll send it to a student that's interested in forensic work or um, yeah. correctional stuff and I'll send them the link and I'll say, hey, well, you got to watch this first and, and get a sense. And so I think that'll be a really cool thing for us to, to do and have on YouTube or have on our yeah. website. Uh, for people to just even know what public service psychology is, how you get involved, you know, benefits like the public service loan forgiveness program and, mm -hmm. you know, other things like that, that I think might draw people to better understand what public service psychology is and, and how to, to go about doing a career in that. Yeah. You know, and it's interesting too, there are so many different, there's, there's, because we, we, work in a bunch of different kinds of settings, people don't even realize what it means to be public service psychology. And then because we work, because we serve the public, you're right, there are all these different kinds of initiatives like public, like the public loan forgiveness program, the public service loan forgiveness program. We have all kinds of things that would be enticing to an individual should they come and become a public service psychologist that people don't, they don't even know about. Yeah. Yeah. I think we do a lot of cool. I mean, a lot of us are in it because this is our passion area and there's, yeah. we just have kind of an, an inherent fire to fuel things, but you know, there are a lot of, um, you know, perks and, and cool things that happen as a result of being involved in this field and within our division. Um, you know, so those are a couple things that, that we're, that we're working on. Um, we've talked about, um, doing like a, this is more related to the, the unify piece of things, maybe mm -hmm. doing like an interdivisional webinar series. So a series that um, focuses on topics that have relevance to at least two of our sections so that it's, you know, kind of um, targeting multiple um, interest areas uh, or something, you know, like I mentioned veterans courts, which would kind of overlap with CJ and, and the VA or, um, you know, I don't know, tribal detention centers and, and how those are different from state and federal run facilities and, uh, you know, different kinds of ways in which things overlap, like serious mental illness and, and uh, you know, police intervention or, you yes. know, whatever, things that yes. just kind of connect at least two of our special interest sections together. Um, possibly an APIC internship panel. Again, we are, you know, public service settings. I did kind of some rough uh, number crunching on the APIC website. And uh, we have, there are about, this could be not entirely correct, but there, the, what I calculated was 306 
um, internship sites that are in public service settings. Um, so, so the APIC website has all the uh, all these um, data points on it about number of sites and how mm -hmm. you know percentage of match and stuff. Um, and again, based on my rough calculation, we have like forty one percent of applicants match to a public service site. Yeah, um, so that's that's a lot. We make up a lot of um, internship sites, and a lot of those those interns end up working there, end up being placed in those positions, and so we're you know, we're really one of the largest employers of practicing psychologists. Um, so I think there's a lot of things that we can do Absolutely. to unify and amplify. That's awesome. Absolutely. I like that. I like that. And, and particularly what continues to, to be a theme that I'm hearing from you is your focus on students and, and that it's obvious that you, um, you value your role as a mentor. I do. I think that's one of the main uh, draws for me to even be in academia in the first place. <laughs> so a lot of, you know, things that are, you know, people get disgruntled about in being acad in academia. But, uh, but yeah, that is a, a real um, passion area for me. And, and I think if we can get students involved and feel like they are not only contributing to the division, but they get value um, from being part of the division, then we can, you know, we can hopefully keep those people, you know, like you and me and Tiffany and, mm -hmm. and Femina and, mm -hmm. and all these other people who've, you know, had one person who was kind of the, 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 the one who opened the door to division 18. And, you know, like I said, we want to, we, we value those people. We value all the Bob Morgans out there. Yeah. Of course. Um, and we want to, be able to have a wider presence so that, you know, maybe students are stumbling upon our website on their own, or maybe they get an email from their training director who, mm -hmm. you know, is in a program that no one knows about division 18, right? So I think there are lots of ways that we can expand that. And, um, you know, often what happens with our division, and this is something Thorai and I were talking about the other week as well, is that you know, often we'll get students and then um, they, you know, leave the division and, and they don't often stick around to do stuff. And I want to make it so that we're not only getting them in, but we're also, again, providing that value um, and that home base and a network that they stay connected with us. Because yeah. that's really what the future of our division is, is the student body, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I agree. And you mentioned there's so many things that um, I have to say, and I'll be frank about this. There's so many things that I, I, I supervise practicum students and I supervise interns and postdocs and they bring so much energy, new energy and interest and knowledge about what's happening in a way that that after a while, we, we have to do that if we want to stay relevant, right? So we want to, I want, I certainly want to make sure that Division 18 is a welcoming place for, for our younger psychology community, because that's how we're going to continue to stay relevant, continue to know what's happening, and make sure that psychology and the psychological science, and particularly as public service psychologists, are relevant to what's happening every day in people's lives. Mm -hmm. Yep, I totally, totally agree with that. Yeah. So um, is there anything else that you wanna share with us? 
I will say that uh, for anyone listening, if you have ideas, um, if you liked some ideas that we were talking about, if you didn't like some of those ideas, if you have some of ideas of your own, I'd be happy to hear them. Um, I really, you know, I kind of just want to keep my eye on, you know, what can we give our current and future members? How can we better serve our clients, you know, the people that we're working with every day? How do we better support our colleagues and students? Um, and, you know, what can we contribute as a, a division to the missions of APA as a larger organization and beyond? So those are the things that I'm, I'm trying to keep in mind as we go forward with some of these initiatives with the ultimate goal, like I said, of, of further amp amplifying our division and unifying us. And I think those two things are connected. Oh, all of that is connected. And thank you so much, Ashley, for coming to talk with us today, sharing with us your, your ideas and your presidential initiatives. Um, I am very excited to have you as our president for the 2022-2023 year. And I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. This was really exciting for me to be here and I enjoyed talking with you. Yeah, thank you.